Welcome to Beyond the Shelf. I'm Scott Curry with Chef's Best. We gather to talk about the trends in marketing, retail, and production, food and beverage that are shaping the industry. Joining us today is Jennifer Maxwell. Jennifer is founder and CEO of Jam Bar Organic Energy Bars, blending real food, organic nutrition with community building philanthropy. Jam Bar artisanal energy bars are made with innovative proteins and natural sweeteners to maximize nutrition and taste. Jennifer was kind enough to send me some in advance. I will share my joy for Jam Bar uh, as we as we go on. And I have a jam and jazzleberry in front of me right now that I've been nibbling away at. Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, Scott. So happy to be here with you. You're very welcome. So uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how you got to where you are. You're, you're a nutrition and food scientist and you're co-creator of Power Bar. Yes, that Power Bar. Uh, with uh, your late husband, he was a great track and field athlete, coach, and philanthropist, Brian. Uh, and here you are, I believe, is it 35 years later with Jambar? That's right. It's amazing. Yeah. There's a wonderful photo on the Jambar website of you and Brian from, uh, is it 1987, I think? 1987, um, hula hands to hula hands, across the Golden Gate Bridge, that race, a foot race, yeah. I think it was, a, <laughs> I think it was an 8K. Might have been a 12K, yeah. Great, great memento, and that uh, has the 1980s vibe to it, and I mean that. I know. <laughs> in, in, in the most respectful, awesome way that I possibly I can. Different um, times. So let, let's talk a little bit about um, how you got to where you are. You know, we have a lot of guests on here who are attempting to create and define a new category, uh, but it's a real pleasure today to have someone that can honestly look back 35 years and say, I did that knowing that the category is still rocking. Right. Um, many categories come and go. Uh, there's, you know, some are remembered, some are forgotten. And uh, said every day someone's trying to define a new category and they yeah. stay in the niche or they may be take off. Uh, it's very hard to think of a category that uh, has been so successful and lasted. That wasn't a category beforehand. I mean, we all ate mashed potatoes bef- forever, but you actually, I think it's fair to say, created a category and, Judging by, I don't, I don't know the sales volumes of the category, but any stroll down a, a supermarket will indicate that it is still burgeoning. Um, so now, after a few years back in the kitchen tinkering, uh, you're bringing us jam bar. But what is it? What is it? What is that feeling like? Uh, I know you're, you approach jam bar humbly, and we'll get into some of yeah. the reasons why you have. But nonetheless, if you take a little credit, what is that like? Saying, "Wow, I pretty much created a category." I know it's. Uh, thanks for the compliments. You know, it, it's an amazing feeling to to create a whole food category, to create not just a great product in the original power bar, but a process, right? Because these food bars that are not enrobed, you know, meaning that it, it doesn't have a chocolate coating on the outside of it. That was a novel idea back in the mid 80s when Brian and I were working on a low fat, easy to digest form of food that it would be portable that you could eat that wouldn't upset your stomach before a workout or a race. That was really our goal with, with Power Bar. And we did that. Of course, Power Bar then took many different twists and turns to be you know, for all kind of different athletes. And then people were eating them as snacks, you know, something that didn't have hydrogenated oil in it at the time was, you know, a lot of things were based on, on fat and Power Bar was based on a, on a, a grain-based, a gluten-free grain-based oat brand. So um, we had to get the formulation, then we had to, you know, 
we were co-packing it. So we had to teach the, inform the co-packers how to make this product. <laughs> so that was a whole nother process in the, in the eighties. Right. And then, you know, then of course the, the industry evolved and all kinds of different bars came out with different textures, different types of attributes. And um, now looking ahead 35 years later, this category of energy bars really means different things to different people. Right. And so I feel a huge sense of appreciation, gratitude that people um, like energy bars. People understand that there's different types of energy bars with um, uh, different flavors, different textures, maybe different uh, things that they emphasize, you know, dietary regimens or different ways of wanting to eat. But um, with Jam Bar, I've embarked on this, this project for a couple of reasons. One, as I was sitting around the kitchen table with my daughter and, and she's like, well, you know, I, cause I eat energy bars, but there's nothing on the market that I really wanted to feel good about consuming. It just had ingredients I didn't want to eat. And so at being a food scientist, I thought, well, my daughter said, why don't you work on this mom? And I thought, okay, well, I'll put some things together in my kitchen and see if I can come sort of close back to what power bar was originally and then extend on that idea, you know, use different ingredients that are available now that weren't available then, um, different whole pieces of fruit, different types of chocolates. Um, and I wanted it to be organic. And there are not very many organic bars on the market. So I had different parameters. I wanted organic. I wanted to be artisan. It's a small company. I wanted it to be artisan, super high quality. So that was the impetus of the product. And then... I also wanted to give back to community. So I wanted it to be more than just a great product. I wanted to contribute into community in a way that was unique. And so I decided to give 50% of the profits from Jambar back into music and active living. Currently Jambar, I guess we're involved with about 20 different events a month. And we partner with all kinds of, of different musical education formats, from um, mobile jazz units to California Jazz Conservatory, so schools, to concerts, to music festivals. And then we, we partner with all kinds of different events. Um, we've got Escape from Alcatraz this last weekend, um, mostly running events and cycling events all up the Pacific Northwest, some in Oregon, some in Washington, some in Southern California, and then most of them are in the Bay Area. So... We're getting involved, right? We're getting involved with community. We're getting involved, getting people out, getting active, and hopefully also at the same time bringing music into people's lives through music education and performance. So you've got this great product in Jambar, and you've got this involvement in the community, and that's really what I wanted to achieve with Jambar. Yeah, there's a lot to feel good about. You know, groups like Jazz in the Neighborhood, California Jazz Conservatory, the Elm Group, which provides tuition-free music programs to youth. Uh, and then several active living uh, organizations as well, like Coaching Corps. Um, it's it's core and central on your package. It says at fifty percent of the net profit donated to music and active living. Um, yeah, so, and it's you know we say a lot of other companies might say they're involved with this or that kind of thing, but it, it it's like a majority of our company actually. So it's not just a little bit here and there. It's it's a huge involvement we have in the community, and we give away tens of thousands of bars. Um, hundreds of thousands, you know, for this year. So it really is um, just getting the product out there and making uh, organic nutrition more available to all different types of, of people and different incomes um, is another 
you know, objective for me, I would say. Yeah. I wanted to, let's talk about that. So, you know, one, you, you, thank you for sharing all that. Cause I think it, um, hearing of a company that is so committed to purpose, is just wonderful. And uh, not to disparage anyone, I know you weren't either, but some companies do a little, whereas, you know, you're all in uh, on this. Uh, yeah. I would even suggest that your branding uh, leans into that as well. Yeah, it's really kind of classic the, branding, the, yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the music and, and everything. Um, you know, looking at the category as a whole, again, one can't help but rewind the clock. You made Power Bar for a purpose, right? It was energy to get through this race. Uh, yeah. Keyword there being convenience as well. Uh, the, the energy bar category, it's fair to say, is not just focused on elite athletes making sure they don't hit the 17-mile wall when they're running right. a marathon. Um, you know, our family, big consumer of them. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I always have one in my pocket when I'm out there in long days coaching my girls' softball teams. And mm-hmm. um, the, the, it's providing me energy, but to say in that moment I'm an athlete would not be would not be fair. But I know that I can get... Get, get some good food in me. Uh, so it, it, it is fractured, but it still fits under this mold of convenient nutrition, a lot of different definitions on nutrition, obviously. Uh, right. But, you know, it still probably revolves around convenience because as, as an athlete or a parent on the go, it's just not always practical to try and eat, you know, 200 peanuts or something right. like that to try and get some calories. Um, with Jambar, what, what specific audience... Given that energy bars now reach practically any audience, right? It's yeah. again, beat the dead horse here. It's not just athletes. Uh, who is your specific audience with Jam Bar? Is it, you know, it's a whimsical type of brand, I, I think is a, yeah. maybe a, an apt description of it. But I think anyone who can, can appreciate the clean, a clean label, mm. you know, it really is a clean label, unusually clean. Again, we don't cut corners on our ingredients. So our, primary market would be people really concerned about what they eat and choose organic first and foremost. The thing that also differentiates this product of Jambar is the source of sweeteners that we're using. You know, we don't use the manufactured sugars and, um, you know, 90% of other bars do. So by that, I don't use brown rice syrup or tapioca syrup. I don't use tricky root fiber, which is just a syrup, hidden, hidden, hidden name there. Um, but no, I mean, it's maple syrup, grape, honey, and date, you know, it's real food, you know, sweeteners from nature, the way that your body can assimilate them better. So that's a big differentiator with Jambar, um, being organic, super high quality, having the protein, you know, so really the audience is, is our primary market of people that want organic, people that want artisan, real food, and they want it to taste good. So yeah. the quality that goes into Jambar is like, wow, this tastes good. Right? There's nothing hidden in there. There's no fake filled or con- you know converted food substance, <laughs> and it tastes you know it tastes more real. It tastes better. Real food tastes good. What a, what yeah. A, what a show. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you're right. There's let's be honest. There's a lot of energy bars out there that are just really just they're sugar bars, right? I mean, they're yeah, just. Someone tastes really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your words, not mine. I was only going to talk about taste uh, <laughs> about how these are. They really are good. So. Big disclaimer here, right? We're all about t- taste the chef's best. We yeah. have a process yeah. of highly trained individuals that assess the sensory. I'm not that, okay? Uh-huh. Um, 
But I can tell you, they, they honestly, they taste wonderful. Um, uh, the chocolate cha-cha, I'm biased because I kind of think anything that you want to taste good should have chocolate in it. <laughs> That's my, my Achilles heel. Uh, tastes wonderful. The jam and jazzleberry is perfectly named because it really, ready, it's an orchestra of fruit flavors in your mouth. Um, I'm almost curious to ask how. It, it honestly is. It, it I don't know what's, it, you've got strawberries and it looks like maybe some blackberries and raspberries in the wrapper here. But I was caught off, I was caught off guard. I, I, you know, I think I went into it expecting blandness and you can see a little bit of berries in there, but it, it seems like I'm chopping down on, on handfuls of berries. How'd you do it? Yeah. Well, there are a lot of berries in there. That's <laughs> very expensive. Um, you know, I didn't want to scrimp. I'm like, this is this is a great product, artist, and I want it to be the real, real deal here. It's freeze-dried fruit, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries. So they do get crushed a bit in the in the in the process of making the bar. But in addition to the berries, I've got some concentrates. So you've got real 100% strawberries and 100% blackberry concentrate, which doesn't have sugar in it. It's just a beautiful concentrate. So that's in there as well. And then there's no flavoring. Right. So some of these products might have a berry flavoring or something, but the flavoring isn't going to taste very good. A little off taste. So there's no flavorings in them in the bars. There's the extract, um, which is just extract from strawberries, but it's all real food. And so you really, that real fresh taste comes through. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, you mentioned, it's kind of artisanal, small batch quality. And, and it does. It honestly does. And, Hey, my my job's not to endorse, but I am um, because again, if, if there's a connoisseur of energy bars, by virtue of being an active family with picky kids, yeah, uh, yeah. and a picky dad, uh, there's there's an awful lot out there that leave. Yeah, I don't know. They might have captured me from whatever package design branding, and uh, you know, I never go beyond the first purchase with the repeat purchase. Uh, but you you. Kind of seem to manage to do it again, Jam Bar, 35 years later. Very differently, one should add. Yeah. Um, we've talked about Power Bar. It's not Power Bar. No, um, no. But it, it, it's really wonderful. Uh, what's next for Jam Bar? Well, so we're just, um, you know, we make our own product, right? So we have a factory here in, in San Rafael, California. Um, managing the company, growing the company, um, working on distribution, working on, I mean, we're our primary focus has been brick and mortar, you know, just direct sales. Um, we have an online business that we, you know, obviously it's really healthy for us to continue to grow our online business. We do sell on Amazon. We just started Amazon a little bit ago and um, getting more into larger distribution is where we're going to be headed towards the end of this year. And then going forward, um, working on a new flavor. So that will be fun. And uh, working on a sustainable wrapper, that will be fun. That's challenging. And um, how do you go about creating a new flavor? Are you just tinkering in the in the kitchen, or doing yeah. market research for that? Or uh, you no, don't I have to say the flavor. You know, I won't say the flavor. Tell. I won't get all excited. I won't say the flavor, but I do it myself, and I do it in my kitchen at my house. I have a, the lab kitchen, and that's where I did. You know, when I was developing Jam Bar, which actually took four and a half years, if you can believe it. Um, I worked on other flavors that I didn't, I said, decided not to launch with. So it would be going back to one of those and really refining it and making sure it's scalable and, um, 
What's an interesting story is that Jazzleberry, the one we just mentioned that has all the wonderful fruits, that bar actually started as three separate bars. I had Blueberry Blues, Strum and Strawberry, and Razzle Raspberry or something like that. So I had three different ones, right? And then the, the freeze-dried fruit industry is not ter- terribly predictable because it's seasonal based on droughts and things like this and heat waves. And um, so I decided, well, to be safe, I might as well just make it one so that I can <laughs> make sure that I have enough. So it's a blend of fruits, you know. So I when any anything that I consider in a new flavor, I have to make sure I can have the ingredients and scale up the way that we need to. So when, when there, there, I'm curious if, from your experience at Power Bar, taste you know what product what is there anything that you learned from that period that i know it's been a while you know but has rolled forward that you think has really helped you with you know product development or even you know team building what what lessons have you brought forward from that experience that you know was was so public in that it was so the founder, it was the original in the category, you know, you had a, a large acquisition to it. What did you learn there that you've brought forward to Jambar? To running Jambar? I yeah. think um, treating your employees really well, engaging them as a, as a team, because it really is the employees that are, that are making it happen. Of course, I'm the leader. I need to have the direction and the overall arching plan. And um, it's a really important role for me, but having the employees that that are there every day making it happen and making sure your employees feel good about where they work, treating them with respect and, and, you know, making sure they're part of the team with giving them, you know, we're going to have a profit sharing program as well internally um, is important. And, and that's how Brian and I ran Power Bar as well. When we sold, we had a employee stock ownership program. So everyone in the company would benefit from the sale. Well, I think that's important to have motivated, invested employees. Um, providing quality to your consumers is really important. I don't like to, to take cut, you know, shortcuts, and I just want to make sure the product is really high quality. Hey, treating your employees well, 50% yeah. donation. It and, tastes and good. It has the Scott Curry, absolutely pointless stamp of approval, but trust me, it's a good stamp. Uh, <laughs> thank um, you so much. Yeah, and then our other thing and, and quality. is just being involved with your with your customers and your consumers and our partners, wanting to, you know, answer questions people have. They talk, they call the company, want to know more about the product, or just being being out in in the community with our product and you know getting to know people's, you know, why they like the product, what they what they, you know, would would want in, in another flavor, things like that. You know, just reaching out and being being out there, being attuned and active. Let's talk about where folks can get it. You mentioned online and it's Jam Bar. So J-A-M-B-A-R, jambar.com. One word, jambar.com is our website. And then in terms of um, Bay Area or? Well, in, there's a map online. You're yeah. in a lot of specialty retail, particularly along the coast uh, and a few others. And We are uh, a pretty good store locator on there. It's pretty interactive. But we're in, I don't know, about 150 to 200 stores. Yeah along the coast in, in Oregon, Washington, of course, mostly in the Bay Area since you know, that's where we are. And, you know, we just launched in October of last year, so we're still pretty new. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we are some of the larger um, 
grocery outlets have reached out and so we are going to be beginning next year we're going to begin some larger grocery stores so it'll be easier and easier to find this on shelf outstanding well thank you very much for coming on um and jambar great company um in terms of said 50 percent donate of profits donated to music and active living clean ingredients uh it does taste fantastic and um hey well, I don't wish against anyone, but I hope you can elbow out a couple of those other ones. And uh, I have no doubt, in fact, that you'll make it into all of the retails. And because uh, it's, it's just a really good product. I was grateful that you sent it in advance. And it's probably one of the few, my, my kids had it as well, where they and I agree that this is good. Yeah, I know. Uh, I always end up needing to buy the one they like, uh, and then the one I like, and then I, you know, I'm going to the fields and I don't have the one they like. And I say, well, tough luck. You got to eat this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's very possible. The Curry family will, will switch over to all jam bar because we've got quite a medley uh, that we haven't stumbled across something we all like. So there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. The, the mango one, uh, the younger one really enjoyed that. Here's that. Thanks so much. Enjoyable. So, Jennifer, thank you very much for coming on today, uh, sharing your story and background, and uh, reminding us that there's good companies doing good things, making good products. uh, And I hope folks will support you. All right. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us on Beyond the Shelf, presented by Chef's Best. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening to episodes. 